Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Did you know Wonderful Pistachios is a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids? They are also one of the highest protein snack nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of complete protein, which is 12% of your recommended daily value. The best part is Wonderful Pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, and they are so delicious. They're perfect for enjoying with friends and family or taking with you on the go. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey friend, and welcome back to the show. This week's episode is brought to you by Upswing Fitness and is an interview I was invited to do on the Create Your Shape podcast with nutritionist Jenny Blake. Jenny and I had such a great conversation about what it means to live a quote unquote fit chick lifestyle. In short, what that means to me is leaving behind old habits and ways of thinking that no longer served my mental or physical well-being, the way I looked and think about food, and making a healthy lifestyle a part of who I am instead of something I do or don't do depending on the season of life. I think this conversation will really serve you if you struggle with oscillating between an on or off cycle with your nutrition and fitness, but mostly I think it'll help you adopt the mindset of of personal growth and fit lifestyle being a lifelong journey instead of short, exhausting sprints. I hope you enjoy. Hi friends. Welcome back to the Create Your Shape podcast today. I have a very special guest on. Welcome Aisha Zaza to the podcast. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I am very excited to introduce you, but really dive into this topic because I think you really allude, is that a word? Allude the fit chick lifestyle. Like I know I follow along throughout your whole journey and what you do throughout your day to day, who you surround yourself with, even being a mom, right? And now being pregnant again and just seeing you really live and breathe it is so inspiring. I know so many of my ladies, I can aspire to be someone who really lives and breathes the healthy fit lifestyle. And so I'm excited to dive into this topic, but first let's just introduce yourself. And I know I met you at a gymnastics class, which I think just ties into this topic perfectly. And we kind of just hit it off and have been engaging and following each other since, but I know you also have an amazing podcast. You have some new programs coming out, but I'll let you explain all of that. So just go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. So my name is Aisha Zaza and I am the host of the Mindset Mile podcast. I am a mom to an almost two-year-old girl and I have my second baby on the way due in November. I live with my husband in Santa Barbara, California, originally from Northern California though. So um, I grew up in Northern California 
Southern California has been the last like five and a half, almost six years. I also have fitness programs available through an app called Upswing Fitness that I'm super excited that just recently launched. And yeah, I am just living, breathing and doing everything you know, in the, the Southern California lifestyle, I guess, like what people would probably imagine. <laughs> yes. Very much so. a lot And, um, just so happy to be able to raise my family, like with access to the outdoors, which is a part of our lives in a huge way. So, and can I just add on to that? I know you said you had a podcast, but you just hit a million downloads on your podcast. <laughs> so can we just take a moment for that? Cause it is really incredible. Um, and it's very focused on, I think this topic too, of like the mindset of the, the fitness lifestyle, but can you just expand mm-hmm. on that for a second? Yeah, totally. So the mindset mile was an idea that came to me like a lightning bolt. And I was actually, it was the trip that I met you when I was down in San Diego and I was on a five mile walk by myself. I was kind of like in between meeting with friends and it was such a nice day out. So I just took a walk around, um, Scripps ranch reservoir and I was listening to this podcast and I felt this like huge urge to get, my voice and my message out in a way that I hadn't done yet. And I wasn't sure what shape or form that would be in. And I feel like after I ran my full marathon coming from a background of just absolutely hating running, like I've always been very into fitness and CrossFit and, you know, all the other things, but I just never was a great runner and I never enjoyed it. And I always wanted to enjoy and love running the way that I saw other people, especially when I went to beach towns like San Diego and LA, you know, there's like those mile long bike paths where people are just running and you're like, that lifestyle just looks so amazing. Like they just look healthy. They look vibrant. I'm like, if I ever live by the ocean, I'm going to go running every day. Anyways, part of this move to, uh, to Santa Barbara inspired that lifestyle. And I, it very quickly went from like, okay, I am going to run just one to two miles a day until that feels good. And I just built up gradually. And I kind of let go of all expectations I had of needing to feel like a runner by running a certain distance every time. For some reason, it was five miles. Five miles was always like, well, if I can't run five miles, then like, what's the point of even going out on a run, which was very silly because that mindset kept me from running any miles because it never felt good. And I would always throw in the towel, you know, after like one or two miles and then I wouldn't go back out forever anyways. So over the course of about six months, I really fell in love with running and I found myself going out on weekend runs that were like eight and 10 miles long. And if you asked my husband, like I, every time I came home, I was so excited to tell him how far I ran because I knew he could never, he wasn't going to believe me (laughs) because it was like, so unlike me. So I had this like idea that just crept into my brain. I was like, I wonder if I can run a full marathon. Like I was still very far off. I had run a half marathon at that point. So it wasn't like I was, you know, getting into like the 20 miles or anything where it felt that close, but I, something about my mindset shifted where I was like, could I do like that half marathon? Like, could I do that one more time? And looking at it that way felt a little bit better than like, Oh, I'm just going to start from zero and run 26 miles. It was like, could I do 13.1 one more time? And I, I was so intrigued by that. I had such a transformative experience in training for and running the LA marathon. And I really wanted to translate that experience and give people a way to show up for themselves and be consistent in the same way that I was without having to run a full marathon. And so when I was on this walk in San Diego, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to make a podcast. Cause I love talking about personal development and like self, you know, personal growth type topics. And I do a lot of that in my own health and wellness business and trainings like that. So like that conversation was very familiar to me, but the, you know, the physical aspect of just doing something consistently every day, the results compound so much more than we see, you know, you, you think, oh, well I could run and walk a mile a day, but what if, who cares about a mile? That's not really going to do anything. Well, if you did that for a whole year, you know, that's 365 miles that you would have never ran because you wrote it off as like, well, it's just one mile at a time. So I had this idea to call 
my, my podcast, the mindset mile. And I wanted to create, you know, around 10 minute episodes that were bite-sized for people to plug into while they either walked or ran one mile a day for 30 days. So when the podcast first launched, um, it, there was an episode that dropped every day for the first 30 days. And, you know, now it's just evergreen, you know, people are finding the podcast a year and a half after it's launched. And it's a challenge for you to, you know, I, I really want to encourage you. Yes, you can listen to this show. And like, I hope you take everything away out of it. But if you really want to see change within yourself, then I hope that you actually follow it the way that it was intended, which is to listen to just one episode a day for 30 days and get out and either walk or run one mile. So since then, I, I kind of capsuled the first 30 episodes as season one. And then thereafter, I've been creating episodes weekly that are around the, you know, the same time frame. I really want people to look forward to just getting inspired and not feeling like they need to plug into like an hour long conversation or, ep- you know, episode. Yeah. And I've also started to incorporate some interviews, which I had you on the show and that yeah. was such a wildly successful um, interview and episode. And so, yeah, it was, it's kind of crazy to think that, I mean, it's, we're all, we're already almost at like 1.25 actually like oh million, goodness. which is crazy. And I'm like, I, I never had a figure in my mind of like what was possible. I literally just like started. And I mean, I know from that experience of just training for a marathon and so many other aspects of my life, let go of like expectations of what you can't focus on what your results are. You need to fall in love with the process because you can't control your outcomes all the time. You know, like all you can do is control how you show up every day, what you do for yourself. And you will find yourself behind it. Yeah. The consistency and you will find yourself. I needed this back in the day because I feel like this was my story too, because I, same thing. I would go out and run, but I would be like, Oh my gosh, I get winded. I, there's no way I can do more. And I eventually ended up figuring it out to be able to do the half marathon. But then I thought about doing a full I didn't have that mindset and then just kind of ditched the whole thing all together. And then I found CrossFit, which I loved and went down that Mm -hmm. path. But it sounds like you've been able to beautifully combine both. And it probably comes back to the underlying mindset behind it, both running in CrossFit, because I see you're really consistent with CrossFit. You have a ton of muscle and I feel like some people have maybe overdone it with both, but it sounds like, and it seems like you've got a great balance between the two. Um, to really fit them both together. That was the first thing that made me think of like, oh man, I could have used this back in the day. But the other thing I feel like this is a perfect segue into really sharing your story of how you've entered into the fit chick lifestyle. So I think a lot of people might follow you or see you and be like, oh, she's always, she just popped out looking this way and (laughs) um, knowing how to do this. And this is just what she does every day. But before we get into that, let's just define what is a fit chick lifestyle? And I'll just share kind of like my overview of it, especially that I see, I see this through other people, right? And it's really inspiring, but I feel like it, it's definitely prioritizing mindset, like some form of personal development or nutrition, definitely fitness, like family activities, even fashion and health. It's like Mm -hmm. your whole entire world is looking through a lens that's like health and fitness focused. Mm -hmm. And I think you model that really, really well, but how would you describe the fit chick lifestyle? Well, first of all, thank you. That feels like I'm listening to you talk about someone else. That sounds really cool. that I want to be friends with. So if that's how you see me, I feel very honored because I think that you resemble a lot of that yourself. And I know so many people, including myself, look up to you for the lifestyle you lead. So um, thank you. One of the biggest things that come to mind is really letting go of comparison. And I want to touch on a lot of what you just mentioned in the fit fit chick lifestyle, but I think just when you know what your values are and you really know what, what makes you feel happiest and more like your, the most like your authentic self, then you are in control of your success. 
you know, like we are always looking outward at this arbitrary measuring stick for what, you know, what it looks like to be more happy or more healthy or more fit. You are obviously are into running and that's part of your fit chick lifestyle. I don't personally love running. Right. And so if I kept thinking and looking at you and being like, oh, I really need to run. I should be running. I need to include that into my routine. Oh, I I missed today. I should have done today. Right. Instead being like, what does that look like for me? Right. Exactly. it, It could be mountain biking. Right. I've learned that I like mountain biking. And so I've found just by through exploring and being like, what do I like? Yeah. What is your version of my, my, my marathon or my training for marathon? Exactly. That's exactly what I was getting at because otherwise you're going to leave it up to everyone and everything else to determine how good you feel about yourself and how good you feel about your life. If you're constantly looking at someone who, you know, looks like they have more or that they are happier or they are this, or they are more that, um, I think you just really need to find happiness, like where you are in your journey and strive to grow. Of course, there's always room to grow, but just loving, like loving yourself where you're at, you know, there, there's been a lot of times in my own journey of like health and fitness where I wavered a lot more. Like I went in and out of this life cycle where I was like either on or off. And I know you talk a lot about that. And I think that's like so important because I think people want to just stay constantly somewhere in the middle ground. You know, they just don't want to have to switch on and switch off. So I think just, I, well, part of it is I think age, just as we mature, we become a little bit more aware of the things that make us happy and setting boundaries and, and things like that and kind of guarding our energy. But I think just uh, the fit chick lifestyle really is about being really happy with yourself and and celebrating your small wins and celebrating your successes because there was a version of you that wished and prayed for something that you have now. But when we're constantly looking forward and constantly looking outward at what other people have or what other people are doing, you're never going to feel like you've arrived at this image of your successful self, if you will, you know? So I think just being finding gratitude in the small things every day is really such a huge part of what I consider to be mentally fit. And then everything else is kind of, it happens a little bit more naturally when you come from that place. A hundred percent. And maybe we'll just share a couple of examples, but I want to like expand on that. Cause I do think it starts with the mindset, right? And exactly what you've said, the mindset of not saying, oh, I need to pick myself up and plot myself into someone else's world to achieve this, but where do I already have it and where can I expand on it? Because I think a lot of my ladies already really show the example of they live the fit chick lifestyle, right? They're lifting and they're into their nutrition, but they may feel like, oh, but I don't have it in these areas or, oh, my husband isn't on board or my family isn't on board. And we'll talk about all of that too. But they want it in a different, they want it in a kind of to expand on it. And I think what you're saying is so perfect. It's like, instead of saying, trying to like copy or just wish you were, or like pick yourself up and pop yourself in someone else's world, like see where you can create it from yourself and what you already have and kind of from like gratitude too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's like totally it that you, you explained that really well. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we do want to expand on the mindset piece of it, but first let's just, can we just share some examples? Cause some people might be like, okay, I get the fit chick lifestyle in theory. I see it. I kind of know what you're talking about. I kind of, I can see it a little bit in myself, but do you have any examples of like hard tangible examples of what that might actually look like? Totally. Yeah, I do actually. Something that comes to mind like right away is when I was making this commitment to just go out and run, you know, like I had moved to Santa Barbara. I was like, I need to get myself out. I really want to start running. I was coming out of this season of life that, you know, we had just moved and we were going out a lot. And I think that like a great way to experience a new place is by eating and drinking and trying to meet people. And, you know, we didn't know a single person when we moved here. So 
I just, and I was traveling a lot um, at that time too for work. So I just felt like there was always something to like celebrate and overindulge with. And I just, I like, I really came from what I felt like was sort of a, not rock bottom, but like, I just was so disgusted with how I felt. And I really just was like, I need a lifestyle overhaul. Um, and the way that I saw myself doing that was to one, get back into CrossFit because I had taken a three-year break and I also really wanted to, like I said, get into running because I was like in the place that I said I would run all the time if I ever was here. And I was like, I need to replace my happy hour with something else. So I think part of what can make changing your habits a lot easier is by when you replace them with something else, instead of trying to like cold Turkey, just like quit something. And I talk about this a lot, like on my podcast too, is, you know, discipline is something that builds over time. It's not something that you either have or that you don't. So if you're, if someone's listening to this, where they're like, gosh, I always just kind of go back into this pattern of like, eating the, the, the sugar or like drinking the wine or whatever it is, you can, you can enjoy those things as you teach, you know, like in moderation, it's not like you need to, it's not like you should focus on what you're saying no to think about the things that you're saying yes to. And so to me, that was like, okay, I want to say yes to feeling good. I want to say yes to taking advantage of where I live and getting outside every day. And I want to take, I want to say yes to feeling grateful that I, you know, was able to make this transition to this beach city. And I was looking, I had to really shift my mindset and to think about all the things I was saying yes to, instead of the things I was saying no to. And I also really wanted to replace what I was doing with something that was better for me. Instead of just, like I said, trying to quit cold Turkey, because a lot of times we leave it up to just discipline. And like, we try to just muscle our way through like cravings or these things. And it's like, it's not just all about, it's not all in your head. You really have to develop a new habit and that takes time. Yeah. It's like a so, muscle that builds, but it, mm-hmm. and on this, it's, it's kind of like you said, it's like, it's not just on or off or just that switch. And it's not just, Oh, okay. This next week I'm running every day or this next week I'm following this nutrition every day. I'm not going to any happy hours because that's one of the issues where people will do that for a short period of time, but to build like sustainable health in your shape, it takes consistency over time. It really has to be your, your lifestyle. And when it comes to that, you've got to enjoy the journey, right? And that's one of the biggest things I see in an example here is, especially with ladies who come through create your shape, my program, they, I can tell if someone's like, Oh, well, I'm going to be on vacation. So I'm not going to be working out right? Which that's not a problem, right? But I can tell it means that they need a break from working out or they, they don't love working out. Right. Um, and obviously in some contexts, like this can be taken the wrong way, but those who where they're like, love it. And they're like, Oh, of course I'm going to go at least once or twice when I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just what I like to do. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different outcome because they're just enjoying the journey of it versus, okay, I'm going to be on for a little bit and hundred percent. And this is something I have to do versus, oh, this is just who I am. and something I enjoy. Totally. And I think we've all learned our lesson the hard way with like going out on vacation and drinking maybe a little too much where you wake up the next day and you're just like, you, you like literally hate wasting a day, right? Like, I don't know anyone that's like, oh yeah, I don't mind being hungover. Like, no, it sucks, <laughs> you know? And so I think like after a certain amount of like times, it's like, well, you say that was the last time, like, when are you going to learn the lesson? Well, to me, the lesson is like, valuing how you feel when you feel great. And even if that is on vacation. So I think like centering like your values around feeling great, even if it's like where you're enjoying more foods and drinks than you normally would choosing to do things like you said, like exercise or go on a run in the morning on the beach or like use the hotel gym, just get it in for 30 to 45 minutes. Like you always feel so much better. So just kind of knowing like that you're doing it for the feeling of afterward, that, that always helps me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even like tracking macros, like for example, like I, I know some people think of it as like, oh my gosh, I'm on doing this thing and it's so tedious and 
and kind of view it as like homework where um, I view it as like, oh my gosh, like I'm feeling my body. Oh my gosh, it feels so good when I like hit them and I like get enough food in. And I like, it's just a totally, it's not necessarily about like the macro tracking. It's more so about how I'm feeling and like how I'm feeling myself. And that's what makes it part of, you know, my lifestyle versus like, oh, it's this thing that I have to do for a little bit. Um, I feel like we could go on and on different examples. Well, and to, to kind of piggyback on that too, I think that like really switching your mindset about how you talk to yourself about the food you're eating is it plays a huge role in the way that you, it, it prevents you from being like that on, off, on, off when you're constantly looking at things that are food that is like, oh, this is bad food. And this is good food. After a while, I really started to pay attention to like how I thought about food and the way that you speak to yourself, even if it's not out loud is always going to be the most important. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about how you eat or what they say about how you eat. It is, it starts with your, your thoughts about food. And so that was also something that I kind of had to like work through when I was, I don't know, it, it took a few, honestly, I want to say it took like a couple years, like to be really like, to let go of like, this is a cheat meal or this is a cheat day. You know what I mean? Like that, it, that helped me really feel like I was not on off anymore. It was like, I saw food as fuel and I kind of know what is high octane food. And I know what is a little bit more like sand, <laughs> you know, <it's> like sometimes <laughs> like, yeah, I know I'm going to eat something that like might weigh me down a little bit or whatever, but I'm not like shaming myself for eating. And I like, I enjoy it and I let it go because I think part of like what drains the energy out of you and what makes you feel like just guilty about being off quote unquote, is if you have something that you know is like whatever higher in sugar higher in carbs than you needed or whatever just like enjoy it let it be a thing don't dwell on it and then get back yeah stop stop looking at it as like oh this is the the end of the world i messed everything up because when we do that that's such a slippery slope you know like if someone feels like they've been so good for like two weeks or a month or however long and then they have like a day or a meal that feels like a major slip up. It's so easy to negate the progress you've made because of that one meal or that one thought about the meal that you had, where then you're like, well, it doesn't even matter. I already ruined my progress. I might as well have these chips while I'm at it. You know, I just feel like it's a very slippery slope. So you kind of need to just, just give yourself grace too, yeah. and just know that like, all it takes is like the, you're one decision away from getting back on track. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Get the Tea. And I have to tell you about an amazing new product they have called Life Change Tea. Why is it life changing, you may ask? It's because they have formulated a tea containing 12 herbs that combined are so effective for cleaning out your gut. I drink it every day and it helps keep me feeling good. It has been around for over 14 years and has helped change thousands of lives. Plus, I love that it's made right here in the U.S. It's organic and non-GMO. It works as a daily gentle cleanse for your body. You just brew, steep, refrigerate, and drink. And who doesn't love a nice tall glass of iced tea during the summer? It's so refreshing, and it's an effective way to gently cleanse your digestive system. Go to getthetea.com forward slash Zaza, that's Z-A-Z-A, and save $8 off your first month of tea. That's getthetea.com forward slash Zaza. And I find too, and this is like a really emphasized education in my program, I think as you know, because I feel like it also too, like we were never really taught nutrition, right? When, especially mm -hmm. for where the ladies that like listen to this podcast and where they're at, where they're already like pretty healthy. And so they don't know, like we're, ne we're never taught this, right? So if we think one mad meal is, is going to throw us off, then it's going to amplify this shame that we may feel versus being like, oh no, it's actually, this is what's going to happen from this one meal from a scientific perspective. If you look at average over the week, that's actually doesn't really impact at all because I am my average. Oh, okay. That's really just not a big deal at all. And really like understanding behind it, pairing that with the mindset too, I think is just crucial. Leaning into that mindset, I feel like too, the mindset is the like starting place that then creates your environment and your 
activities in your actions that really create that fit chick lifestyle. And so is there anything that like, like any thoughts or anything like that, that you kind of notice that you have that maybe you repeat to yourself or God, it's got to start with you first, Mm -hmm. because for example, someone might be like, well, all of my friends don't work out. My partner doesn't work out. I don't live in an area that's beautiful to get outside in. My family constantly likes fried food. And, but in their head, like they want to be the person that's really in shape and really healthy and not eating those foods, but they're kind of like stuck in this. They feel like they're stuck in this environment where I do think it takes starting like visualizing yourself as that fit person how would you act how would you think how would you talk to yourself right to then it trickles down to being bold in the actions you take and saying oh i actually i I'm, don't want to go to the happy hour right i'll go do that sometimes but i actually i'd rather go on this hike in the woods or whatever right and some people at first may be like, oh yeah, I don't want to go with you. Or they may make fun of you or whatever, but you've got to be bold in that. And it all starts with your thoughts to then create your external environment. Do you have anything to add to this or any initial like thoughts that help create your external environment? Well, I think that you pretty, you said a lot of what I would have said. Um, you know, I really think that you need to think like who you want to become. And so making decisions from your future self's place. It takes practice because you need to think about like, okay, what would future Asia do? You know, what would the, the fit chick version of me do right now? You know, would she go to happy hour? Would she go on this hike? Would she do this or would she do that? And I feel like that is how you can kind of train yourself into building better habits. I am a very firm believer that what you're looking for is looking for you. And we don't always know the people yet in our lives that are going to, you know, be interested in hiking with us, or maybe be interested in training for a race or whatever that is. Maybe it's like going to the spin class. Like you need to put yourself in environments to meet people and have conversations that lead you to the next thing. And the next thing, when I was kind of coming into this, like lifestyle overhaul, I had mentioned that I was coming back from like a three-year break of doing CrossFit. I had done other training programs that I, you know, they were okay, but it was never what I had when I had CrossFit, which was community. And that's something that I really love about CrossFit. And you can find that anywhere you go in the world. I feel like CrossFit people are just (laughs) awesome, you know? So, um, going back into CrossFit really was a catapult to meet people that were interested in doing the things that I wanted to be doing myself. So I, you know, I found a CrossFit gym here. I met a group of girls that would go running, you know, once a week early in the mornings, which I am not like an early morning, like 5am, 6am runner, but I was like, you know what, they're doing what I want to be doing. They, they were the people that like challenged me to be the better version of myself. Cause that's not something I would have normally done. I wouldn't have like set my alarm at five 30 to go on a 6am run by myself, but it was a form of accountability that I wouldn't have had if I didn't just like make the decision to step into this CrossFit gym, you know? Yeah. So I really feel like you don't need to know the answers. You don't need to know the people you just need to put yourself in the environments where you're going to meet people just like how we met, you know, like, we met randomly at an adult gymnastics class <laughs> and here we are like years later, still friends. And you just never know what's going to come of like your connections and the situations you put yourself in. So I really feel like placing yourself there is, is half the battle. Yeah. Such a good example. And I think too, uh, for example, I've kind of explained this to one of my ladies. She was, she was putting in what seemed like so much effort, but she was working against a lot of things in her environment. And we realized it. I was like, well, do you have any like fitness friends? And she realized that she did, she did not And so, and she wanted to, right. She wanted to, to have the, the shape, the lifestyle, all of it. And so she put in an effort to create that. And so she actually messaged me the other day. I was like, I signed up for like, uh, what's it called? Like ultimate Frisbee. Um, like, it's just rec- recreational once a week, 
right? To, to meet those people. So that's just another example. It doesn't have to be in a gym or you don't have to be doing CrossFit um, to be surrounded by those people, because instead of maybe with some of her friends going, you know, to happy hour or a different dinner place, which she will still do, but not every single night or every single time. She now is connecting with these people who are going to be like, oh, do you want to go to the park? Oh, yeah. I started this new thing or I'm going to, you know, do this competition or, or that. And it just creates so many opportunities. And then even like the detail of what those people think and do will be reflected on you and bring so much more awareness. Like perfect example, I was just with someone, even for me, who is a, I would say like at the next level, right? Where I would aspire to be. And I noticed some of the things she was doing with her nutrition. And I was like, oh, this was just, you know, being with her. And she wasn't even telling me about this. It was just Mm -hmm. observing her behaviors. And I was like, oh, that, oh, that's so like, that's what I, how I need to think about it. That's what I want to do. That's Mm -hmm. how she does that. Right. Yeah. And so even that like up would my experience too. So that's just another example. But do you have any examples where maybe you still, you're like, I don't want to ditch all my friends, which that's not what we're saying at all, right? We're saying add, not subtract. That's part of the theme of this conversation. But do you have any examples where maybe you are around friends who don't get the lifestyle, who don't live the lifestyle, or maybe even family where you've kind of have to navigate through that. And I think if you aren't someone who is really like there where you think you want to be in terms of living the lifestyle, it can be even harder. Um, so maybe at first, I remember when I first did my bikini show and my dad sent me pictures of just like huge, you know, people who are on steroids and really jacked up and like, Oh, I found a picture of you. Like he was joking. Right. But of course I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Or my, I first got protein powder, but I didn't feel confident in what I was doing with it. Like way back in the day. And my, my roommates were like making fun of me. And I, it was just like really hard. It felt like in the moment to overcome that and be like, Oh, maybe I should just not do this because I don't know what I'm doing. And I had to like be bold and be like, no, I want this. I'm going to figure it out and keep making those decisions despite family members on, you know, whether it's holiday or a trip and they're like, oh, can you eat this? Or, oh, you're not going to eat that. Come on. All of those things. But I'm curious because again, someone might see your life and be like, oh, you never run into that. All of your friends just fitness and maybe they do, but I'm curious to hear. I remember a long time ago, um, at my old CrossFit gym where I used to live, they were doing a paleo, like a five week paleo challenge. And that was the first time that I had ever, you know, tried the paleo diet. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give this a go. And I do remember that being a time where the people around me didn't understand, they weren't doing it and they didn't understand, you know, why or whatever. And so, yeah, you do kind of have to, stay really strong in like your commitment because they don't understand. And they're like, Oh, Asia's not going to be eating this. Like you, you kind of feel like you're a lump on a log, right. Or a, what is that? A bump on a log? Well, I don't know the term you're on an um, island by yourself. Yeah. And, and it is a little bit like, it's so strange to me, like the food shaming when someone's trying to make healthier decisions, it's like, you really start to notice it when you make those changes for yourself. Whereas like that might've even been something like I may've said a smart remark to someone that like was trying to follow something that I didn't personally understand. I might've made like a joke before it before in the past too, you know, but I feel like once you kind of go through it yourself, you really start to become very aware, like of people mean, well, I think when they're, I think they're just trying to like relate or be funny sometimes, but it, that you don't realize, they don't realize like that it is sort of like undermining your judgment, you know, like in what you're doing a little or making you feel not very like confident. It's been a while since I've really been around someone that like gave me a hard time. But like, for instance, my family, sometimes like they don't know, they eat well, but they don't know macros or like the extent of what we know about nutrition. And so one of my family members will often say like, Oh, I know you don't eat carbs, but like the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I eat plenty of carbs. But what she's referring to is like, Oh, you, you must not eat pasta or you must, you must not eat like 
certain forms of carbs or whatever. I'm like, no, I eat a lot of carbs. That's I'm not like on a, I've never said I'm on a low carb diet. Like it's just kind of a lack of understanding. Yeah. And I kind of use those moments to like sort of educate, not come from like a high horse place, but just be like, no, actually I eat. Yeah. These are examples of carbs I eat. So I kind of just have learned to roll with it, but it's been kind of a long time since I've been, you know, in an environment where people just like didn't understand it all. And I felt like I was the only person. So I don't know if I'm giving very good examples. Yeah. yeah, But I think this is awesome because I think it shows that as you've like developed this lifestyle, so is your surroundings. And so maybe Mm -hmm. friends or family have either gotten on board or they're not in the picture anymore. And I, I feel like I'm, I can be kind of ruthless where I'm like, I know what I want and I'm going for it. You're either, you're not, you're with me or you're without, but I'm, I'm going right. And you may not be uh, like on the train ride with me, which is totally cool. And I know I've definitely like in the business world, like as I'm building my business, I definitely don't have people in my life anymore who I felt like weren't mm-hmm. aligned with it. And I can't really think of any like specific scenarios like that with nutrition or lifestyle, but 90% of the people that I hang out with and spend time with are prioritizing their health too, because mm-hmm. it's what I want to be doing and the decisions I want to be making. Now mm-hmm. I still have friends and family that I hang out with and love and all of that, that definitely have the opposite lifestyle, but it's not nearly as much, um, mm-hmm. just because what I want to do in my day to day doesn't align with that, but it doesn't mean I don't love them and we don't hang out and have a great time, but it is, it just, I think what you just shared goes to show that you're like, because you started with who you wanted to be and what you wanted to do. Now your external world really reflects that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's something that you start to recognize a little bit more clearly, the further you go into your own journey, because like at first you might see it as like, oh, you, you kind of shrink a little, like when someone makes a comment about what you're doing or how you're eating. And instead of like shrinking now, I just, I'm like, whatever, you just don't understand. And like, it doesn't matter to me anymore. And, and now I can make decisions based off of that instead of feeling like, I need to succumb to like my environment and like cave on what I'm doing. Cause I think that's a lot easier to do when you're kind of like maybe starting out or not as confident in how you feel or your results yet or whatever. So yeah, I do think that you can start to see it like more clearly, the more that this becomes a lifestyle for you instead of like, Oh, I'm on a bender or not, you know? And it definitely gets easier for sure. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. the first part, like when you're kind of transforming yourself and, and it's a change, right. People are like, Oh, that's, that's different. Or they, they would have laughed at this joke before. Right. And so it's kind of like this transition period, but once you, once you get there, right. Kind of like you just said, like, Oh, it doesn't really happen anymore because, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're solid in it. Right. So Mm -hmm. Everybody who's like kind of feels like they're in that transition period, it does get easier a hundred percent. So let's talk about this too with being a new mom and a mom to be, or a new mom to be. I don't know the term, but <laughs> you just got a lot on your plate. You've got a career, right? You got husband, you've got Shiloh, who is she one, two? She's gonna be two in next month, actually. Yeah. She is adorable. But <laughs> Thank you. And now you're also pregnant with, with number two. And you're still, I think, one, I think you're being really honest and real on social media that not every day is the great fit chick lifestyle. Like sometimes you have like super low energy, but even with that, you still show up, you still move your body, you still like go out on walks or runs, you still get your workout in. It may not be like perfect every day. You're still eating healthy. Like I see it. Like, how do you manage that on those bad days when maybe all you want to do is sleep or lay in bed? Well, my second go around in pregnancy, I feel like I've, I feel a lot more empowered knowing how it's going to go, you know, or what to expect this time around. So I do feel like this time I'm being a lot more graceful with myself. The first time it was not so easy, you know, coming from someone that just lives this like fit chick lifestyle, like we're talking about, and then having literally my body being hijacked and my energy being zapped away from me. And you just never quite feel like yourself. And you start to question will I ever, you know, like I had this very doom and gloom 
mindset the first time, because I was so used to people saying like, oh, well, you better get it in now because la la la, you know, the people are always very excited to share their like miserable experiences or like in the ways that it's going to be negative and how you're never going to have time or energy or this or that. And that scared me a lot. I was like, well, yeah, I'm probably never going to have time to run a marathon again or train for one, or I'm probably never going to have the energy to like work out. And I, I am very proud of how I adapted to motherhood because it was drastically different than the examples I was given and what I expected myself to do and how I expected myself to react. And it doesn't mean that I don't have like hard days and I try to be very honest about that or hard times. It's not about being happy all the time. It's just about knowing that like tomorrow's a new day. Like every, every moment is like a new opportunity to change how, how you feel, you know, and, and what you do. So this time around, I feel like I just kind of know a little bit better. So I am being more gentle with myself, but I also know that moving for me, my body, our bodies generate energy when we are moving, when we are still, it is so much easier to be negative and to talk negatively to ourselves and to feel like, life is over or, you know, like I'm never going to do this again. I'm never thinking that when I'm out running or if I'm out exercising, like I feel good. There's endorphins are real, you know, your mindset is just in a different place. And so as hard as it is, sometimes I know that if I can just get myself out the door and just like, even if I just take Shiloh to the park and get fresh air, if that's the most that I do for myself that day, I feel so much better than if I were to just stay at home, like in this funk where I just don't feel like myself and that I have great energy, you know? So I think part of what helped me like actually get out the door is the Mel Robbins five second rule. And that's, this is a book that anyone can pick up and read. And I highly recommend, but it's kind of re redirecting our thoughts by cutting ourselves off quickly by counting backwards from five. So like you can, I can have this idea like, Oh, I should go on a run. Right. And I'm sitting on the couch at the moment and I can talk myself out of it very quickly because I'm like, well, then I have to like drive all the way down to the bike path and then this, and I don't really feel that great. Like you can just talk yourself out of it so quickly. Right. So like the second that you start doing that, you say either out loud or in your head, five, four, three, two, one, and then you move, you literally just like rocket ship up. (laughs) not like (laughs) literally jump up, but you just take action. And it's kind of, it takes like some practice, but there is something very, um, like it's like a cutoff, you, you know, you're like, I gotta go five, four, three, two, one. And then it just kind of like forces you to move. And if you can just get your shoes on and then get out the door, that is half the battle. Most yeah. of the time it's yeah. just getting started. So I, I, think- I feel like you could apply that to making food, right. Or going to the grocery oh, yeah. store or all of the nutrition. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like she, she dives into that, like in her book about how this method actually helps a lot of people with like anxiety and depression and like your thoughts. I mean, your mind is the most powerful muscle in your body and it's, you are going to believe whatever is going on in your head. It doesn't mean that that is real, but it means that you can believe it if you keep repeating the same things over and over. So change the script, you know, but how are we going to change the script when we we don't know how to do that? Well, this is a really quick and easy way to get yourself moving and change the direction of your thoughts. Yeah. So So that was, what's the name of that book? Mel Robbins? Mel Robbins is the author and it's called the five second rule. Five second rule. Yeah. I feel like it's so powerful. It's like redirecting your brain. Like you could be going down a path of like the spiral of negative thoughts and it's like redirecting a new path. I've also heard something similar be called the intentional thought creation, where it's like you're intentionally creating your thoughts versus just the default. But I love how this is so specific where it gives you that pivotal moment by the, by the countdown, which is Mm -hmm. so good. But I think something that I I think I saw in your stories where I really related to was you said, well, something about, okay, I can either take it. Like I hit a downfall in the afternoon and I can either take a nap and I kind of feel the same or I, or I can't, or I don't take a nap. Right. And I feel the same. And mm-hmm. you realize, well, I'm going to feel the same anyway. Like I might as well just like still do what I want to do mm-hmm. instead of just feeling. And I'm not talking about like 
not taking care of herself. Obviously we want to do that too, but kind of like made me think like, oh, I can like sit on the couch and scroll instead of meal prepping or whatever it may be. Cause I like feel tired or not great one day, but I'm still going to feel shitty doing that. So if I feel shitty, <laughs> right. I might as well be doing something that I actually want to be doing in the grand scheme of things. So I, I really related to that one. Well, thank you. I'm glad that helped you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, the other thing too, which I feel like the mindset's so powerful in this, but I think going back to kind of what you said at the beginning too, of putting yourself in the room or the environment with other people. And I always see like meeting up with friends for runs. And I think that again, is a part of the fit chick lifestyle where you're like, Oh, instead of meeting up for, I don't know, like coffee and pastries, you're like, Oh, let's go meet up for a walk on the beach. Or I would do it like a walk in the woods or, you know, wherever we are. But I think um, having that something that you enjoy some like pleasure with it outside of because training can be hard especially if you're tired or feeling down on yourself but for us like we've talked about like the social aspect we love the community we like find pleasure and joy in that and so I think having people around you it like helps create like I may not be inspired to go work out or something like that but if I know oh I'm gonna I want to talk to this person and talk to that person that also like includes like pleasure in like another drive for me to go. And so meeting those people and making those friends, I feel like is, is crucial. And I was going to add too, if you're someone that's like, oh, but how do you meet those people? Right. Okay. We already talked about just signing up for these different activities. Right. But also just going up to people. I am the queen of, well, first of all, we travel a lot. So I go to a lot of different gyms. I am the queen of going up to people and just Mm -hmm chatting them up. And one way that you can do that specifically is just giving them a compliment. Like, obviously, if you don't mean it, don't say it. But if someone's having a good hair day, if somebody has a cute outfit on, if someone, if I like someone's makeup, they're going to know it. And so it just opens up the door to have the conversation by going up and complimenting it. I mean, just the other day, Aaron, my boyfriend, he was at the gym. Some guy came up to him and was like, Hey, you look athletic. I want to go play. Um, it's called a like jungle paddle here. He's like, I want to go play jungle paddle, but I've been looking for somebody to play with. You want to come play with me? And That's amazing. Yeah. It was fantastic. And he like went and played with them. They had a great time. And now he has a new friend that he's been hanging out with. Right. And he's into fitness too. Right. So when they go out to eat, they're going to places that are going to be more aligned with their goals. They're doing activities that are more aligned with like each of their goals, which is so fun. Um, and I've had uh, some of my ladies one time, this girl came up to her and she was like, your arms look fantastic. I know you work out. I would love to get in a workout with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, and I, she wasn't weirded out by that at all. She was like, oh my gosh, finally one. Thank you. She was like, I loved feeling like that. But then also I want to have more friends who are into the same thing too. Um, so I think it goes back to, to your mindset and being bold and going like just creating that environment. So just want to add on that. Do you have anything else you want to add on? Yeah. Two thoughts. So, you know, when it comes to like doing things like we took in the beginning of this part of the the conversation, like something that kind of came to mind is when you are putting yourself in those environments, yeah, you're going to meet people where they're, you're getting invited to do things that you maybe normally wouldn't do. And I think that you really just need to adopt this sense of adventure, like have an adventurous mindset, like be willing to try new things, you know, be willing to meet new people. And I think just being open-minded, like opens the door to so many things and possibilities and people that is like so cool. And then also, you know, something I love food, you know, like I'm a foodie and I do feel like over the years, like becoming sort of like more of a healthy foodie is it's like, it's fun to create events around like healthy habits. And so something that I have started to do um, that I saw actually from someone else is, you know, instead of doing like a normal book club where you meet once a month or however often, you know, to like chat about a book you're reading, pick a cookbook or someone on Instagram, you know, that like provides healthy, healthier 
alternatives to, you know, to food and doing um, like a cookbook club. So, you know, invite people be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm hosting this like cookbook club at my house. Everyone, you know, goes and either like gets the cookbook or goes to the Instagram page and you choose an item to make. And it's like a bring, everyone brings a dish and it's a way to like socialize and like try good food. And you become inspired to like create new things in the kitchen, you know, based off of like what someone else brought. So I think that's like a really cute idea, you know, whether you're doing a whole 30 cookbook a club or a whatever, you know, like a macros based, you know, protein dish or something, you know, just create events that you would normally do. Or like, for instance, another example, like that I started doing a lot more frequently was instead of going out to eat all the time, let's, let's bring our own picnic to a new beach or a new park. Like let's sit outside and then you can kind of control a little bit of more like what you're eating instead of being subject to whatever is being served. So I think that like the more that you do that, the more that you just find people who want to do that type of stuff too. And like you said, approaching people that you don't know, it only ever feels awkward to us. Like we're always a little bit like timid to like go up and just say something to someone, but you can think of those times where you've been approached by someone, you know, that's paid you a very nice compliment where you're like, that just made my day. Like, thank you. Yes. I, I always think about what the receiving person will feel like, not what I feel like, because if we base it off of like how we feel all the time, we're probably never going to do it. Like it, you know, just, here's another example of just using five, four, three, two, one, go up and say the thing (laughs) like the five second rule works in many ways. So I do feel like just approaching people and befriending people is going to be like your best friend and making new, new habits and new lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. These are so good. And so like specific examples, like I call the first thing talked about is like, yes, I call it yes, ma'am. Where, and especially as we're constantly moving, right? I call it yes, ma'am, where you just say yes to things. Like, obviously I have like, okay, is this something my future self would want to do? Like that in mind, but yes, ma'am. Like I would never play kickball. Yes, ma'am, playing kickball, right? Mm Because it's going to be in this environment. Does it mean I have to do it forever? No, but it's kind of like opens the door to other activities or to meet those type of people. And then- the ideas that you just had are so good. And I feel like it just shows that like you can create these ideas. It doesn't mean you have to like know somebody who's doing this. Like you can create them yourself. Yeah. You can pretend like you've been doing it forever. You're like, Hey, my girlfriends and I meet once, <laughs> like just play it off. Like you're, you know, it could be your first time, but just, it, I love that idea. I think it's like such a fun way to like get people together and everyone always enjoys it. So Yeah, that's awesome. So good. Okay. So before we end though, we have to talk about fashion. (laughs) I feel like you do not have to know anything about fashion to be fit and healthy. hundred percent. It's not necessary, but it is so fun. Especially if you're, if you're like kind of into it, I feel like your fitness fashionista is super fun to follow along with too. I do think if you do enjoy that, I think it is part of it that keeps it fun and like it is motivating, right? Like when I put on a fit that I like feel good in, that's cute and that looks good and maybe like is flattering, I'm like, oh yeah, like I can't wait to get to the gym and like mm-hmm. just it it's inspired me to like keep amplifying my shape and my results. But I wanted to see if you agreed on that. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, gone are the days of wearing like legit sweatpants to the gym and like baggy t-shirts, right? Like, thank goodness we have all kinds of options for athleisure and like gym wear, because I do feel like that plays such a huge role in how you feel. You know, I think that like anyone that likes the way that they look, they're going to like the way that they feel. And if they like the way that they feel, they're going to like the way they look. You know, it's like, sometimes we kind of chicken and egg this thing where you're like, oh, I need to look a certain way to feel a certain way. But I'm like, no, you need to feel a certain way to look a certain way. And then it's like this compound effect. So I do think that fashion and even fashion in the gym, you know, like what you wear to work out, it can have, it's kind of like 
dressing the part, dress the part, think like who you want to become, dress like who you want to dress like, you know, and even if that is something that's a little bit more bold or like out of your comfort zone, wear it. You look great. You know, someone's probably going to come up and compliment you and you're going to be like, oh my God, I thought I looked so strange. And that's your new set or this bright color. Exactly. And that's your new friend. (laughs) So I just feel like fashion, um, and you know, especially at the gym can be such a fun way to just feel really good to like look really good and just to start conversations with people. So I'm all about it. And I love like street, street fashion too. And I love recycled fashion. That's like my jam. I love like shopping at crossroads and like Buffalo exchange. And there's something in me, I grew up like going to flea markets. And so I think I like the hunt and like the chase and the finding the unique piece that is kind of that conversation piece. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just such a fun way to express yourself in and outside of the gym. And I think that's such a good point you said about like streetwear, because I feel like now, especially in the States, like fitness wear and streetwear has kind of just overlapped to, and a lot of the times they are one and the same, but I think it makes it easier because like you and a lot of my ladies, right, busy, whether they're they have a family or career or all of it in active lifestyle and going to the gym, like to be like, Oh, I don't, I've got to, I would have to go home and change or all of that. Like kind of just cuts into the time. So do you have any like tips or suggestion when it comes to, I don't know, maybe you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the grocery store and then I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to go get lunch, but I'm going to, I need an outfit that kind of works for all of that. Um, do you have any tips or suggestions I mean, I always love a two-piece set. So like a sports bra and leggings or a sports bra and um, shorts. And I always think like finding a nice light weight white jacket is like goes with anything. So I feel like the white jacket, like I have this, it's sort of like a windbreaker one. And I honestly, I feel like it's so cheap. I think I might be got it at like forever 21, but it was one of those things that I've just like kept forever and it like works with everything. So it doesn't need to be something like super expensive, but also also having like cool sneakers, I think is always like very fun. You can kind of be wearing anything and wear like a cool statement sneaker. And I'm not talking, it needs to be like you know, the ugly sneaker, quote unquote, I'm just talking about like a classic, like Adidas or like a a good Nike shoe, you know, like I just feel like those work in almost any setting. So I feel like, you know, good shoes and like a nice lightweight jacket that you can either tie around your waist or you can be wearing it. And, you know, it could be like off your shoulder. I just feel like there's a lot of ways to make simple outfits look really cute. Like, but you've got to wear it, you know, just wear it with confidence. It can't wear you. So I yeah. think that's and I like see a lot, especially now, which I know trends will come and go, but now a lot of like the gold jewelry, right. Whether it's yeah. like the gold, like hoops or necklace with, like, I think you have the low bun now, like mm-hmm. that look with athletic wear, I feel like you can be, it can literally be lunch or you could be going to grocery store or you could be working out, right. It works totally all of them. Yeah, totally. And one last thing, and this doesn't have to do particularly with like what we're talking about right now, but I think like this fit chick lifestyle, like as we're kind of wrapping up here, a thought I had is I don't cling to one version of myself too tightly. And I think that that is what makes like these transitions feel so much easier. Like I don't feel defined by just fitness. I don't feel defined by being a mom. I don't feel defined by just doing and looking a certain way. And I think that makes it like easier to be a little more fluid, you know, with like the things I choose to wear or the things I choose to do, you know, like I don't, I'm not super steadfast where I'm like, Oh, it needs to fit perfectly in my box. It's just kind of like adopt this chameleon lifestyle. And I feel like you're you'll be so much more kind to yourself in, in that state too, because you're just, you have a curious, you have a mindset of like curiosity, you know, like where you're approaching things curiously instead of like reserved or with fear or with judgment about yourself or the situation, you know? So I think just like, as a summary, like don't cling to one version of yourself, like too tightly, because then you'll feel like you're slipping up if there's one version of yourself, you're like, I need to be this person. That's what makes us feel kind of like on and off, you know, like the, the, the more that you do this and the more you practice, you know, this chick lifestyle, I think the easier it just life becomes 
so beautiful and you attract all the right people and all the right things. Yeah. Like it can be fun, right? Like it should be fun and expressive Mm -hmm. and kind of like, Ooh, I'm like, just for this example, for like the fashion example, like I saw the girl at the gym the other day who had like huge, like skater Nike shoes on. Right. And I was like, and she was just loving it. She had a great fit on just like, you could tell that she was being really authentic and being like, yeah, this is my lifestyle. And so is this. And like, mm-hmm. this is, and, and I feel like authenticity and like that boldness of like, this is what I like. And it doesn't fit into that box. And I'm just playing around and I'm going to add these shoes or whatever. I'm going to try this activity or whatever it may be just is so like magnetic and so inspiring just because you can tell they are enjoying themselves. Yes. I a hundred percent. I love like the, the shock factor. Like if someone's just meeting you where maybe them, they met you at the gym and they're like, Oh dang, that girl's probably just like, all she does is fitness. And then you show up to this like nightlife event where you're like looking cute and you did yourself up and it's like, Oh, now I'm meeting a different Jenny. Like, tell me more about this Jenny. You know, like I like the shock factor of being able to like be a mom, but also like dress up and look pretty and go on a date with my husband. Like I like to kill it at the gym, but then I like to wear something that you might not assume like someone that's like super into CrossFit and heavy lifting would wear. You, I, I like the juxtaposition of that. Yes. And I think that that is like what makes people and life rich. Yes. Like this is just one more example on this. Cause I feel like it fits so perfectly, but seen, I've seen a couple of like fitness people who are really into fitness, but they're also really into art. And so, and I'm like, Oh, this is so interesting. Like, I don't know much about this, but I'm so interested in them being interested in it or <laughs> yeah. knitting. Right. I like know a lot of people now who are into knitting that are our age. And I'm like, Oh, you would have never think that, but that's like what they're into. And it makes me like so curious because they're just enjoying it. Right. Going back to just making it fun and being authentic. Perfect examples to end on. Do you have anything else that you want to add on to this or any other topic that you want to bring up before we wrap it up? No, I think we covered it all. I mean, this was such a fun conversation, Jenny, and I feel like you resemble exactly what you wanted to bring to this episode as well. So there's no better person to talk about this than you. So thank you for all you do and all the education that you bring to your ladies and to social media. I think it's much needed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So before we go though, let's talk about where people can find you. I know social media, podcasts, everything. And then let's also talk about too, your um, training program so they can start joining that too. Yeah. So find me on Instagram at Aisha Zaza and that's A-I-S-H-A-Z-A-Z-A. And then you can find me on any platform that you listen to podcasts at the Mindset Mile. You could also email me if you want to just say hello or connect in a way. Um, at, it's going to be Asia at themindsetmile.com. And then as far as my fitness programs, um, you can head to the app store and download Upswing Fitness and find me there at Asia Zaza as well. And my page will pop up and you can subscribe and get all my workouts. And I'm going to eventually, there's going to be some other cool features where I, I actually want to add some like recipe inspiration and like nutrition information and just kind of more of a mindset too. It's an app that it kind of allows more than just uh, workouts. Yeah. So I, I am excited to kind of have a little capsule of this, like fit chick lifestyle in, in my up space. Yeah. I was going to say, upswing. cause we were talking beforehand and there's like kind of a community social aspect to it as well, which yeah. I feel like, yeah, it, everything we talked about today, it's like kind of going to represent. And then one question on that, for those who are interested in your training program, what style of training is it going to be? Is it going to be more runs, more like CrossFit, more lifting? What does that look like? It's going to be functional fitness and like progressive overload. Um, there's going to be a library where you can just kind of like pick and scroll. And then I'm also going to have programs that are a little bit more tailored and kind of curated for someone that's like wanting to take it to the next level. But um, it is very functional training, a little sort of crossfit but also just be, like body building type, yeah. you know, gym. Progressive movements. overload. You guys know I love that. Yeah. And it, most of the workouts are going to be with pretty minimal equipment, like at least, um, you know, dumbbells. Um, but there, I always provide substitutes. Like if you don't have access to a barbell, like I'll show you a modification with, um, dumbbells. If you don't have a kettlebell, I'll show you how to use the movement with a dumbbell, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. 
Sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You guys go give her a holler, follow and check out all of her stuff. And I'll see you next week on the Create Your Shape podcast. Thank you, Jenny. Bye guys.